Well, if you're staring at our ugly mugs, it must be another Friday night in Phoenix. Let's get this show started. Welcome to my party. We're just getting started. A life is a dream. And someone just farted. It is Friday night, Phoenix, and you're locked in to the... uh, Best damn podcast that thinks they're so good that they can just take multiple weeks off. How's <laughs> like, podcast? I'm Matt. I am Lance. What's up, What's up Lance? Buddy? How's it going? <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's going well, man. How are you? Uh, Good. Busy, but good. Yeah? yeah. Life's treating you good? You yeah. get some feedback there? Some echo? No. No, oh, I just I heard my own voice for a second. That was weird. No, just coming through the wrong speaker, so I had to <laughs> fix some stuff. Um, yeah, man, uh, sold our house. Looking at oh, you got it sold. House. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, dude. Um, looking at buying another house. Waiting to hear back about that tomorrow. Um, you, um, so you didn't? You're not getting the house that you originally liked? No, we got uh. We didn't get that one, but we found another one that we really like that we're hoping we get. So we will see about that tomorrow. Um, got a new puppy. You got another puppy? Yeah. So you got Max. We got uh, Max and Captain Morgan reserved select or some shit like that, but we just call her Morgan. What, and the cat so, is named Morgan? No, the cat is Gertie, named that's after right. uh, Jersey Girl. That's right. And we've got Morgan, who is a uh, golden retriever, purebred golden retriever. Well, that's awesome, man. I want another dog, but it, uh, I want another dog, but I don't want another dog. Does that make sense? Sure. (laughs) My one dog is already too high maintenance, and uh, she doesn't get along with other dogs either. So, but I would love a little puppy, man. She's something else. Aaron's really enjoying her getting up at six in the morning when the puppy needs to go outside. Well, she should be used to that with Logan. No, Logan sleeps till nine. (laughs) (laughs) Logan's thing is wake up at like 3 a.m. between three and five and be up for an hour and then go back to sleep and then sleep until nine. That's that's Logan's MO. But that's all just, you know, watching the NFL draft and that's all the excitement that's going on in my life, though. So, did the Packers have a better draft than they than they had, or did they fuck up <laughs> today? Yes, they had a much better day two than they did day one. Well, because like every year, you and I have been doing this podcast for a couple years together, and I've uh, talked before. Every year, you're pissed after the first round. I feel like yeah. you're like, "Why the fuck did you take a quarterback?" Or why didn't you take? Well, no, they here? take defensive players. You have. I don't even want to get started into it. Look, you had arguably the greatest of all time between him and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and you only won one Super Bowl with him. You wouldn't put pieces around him. Every year you went defense. You took defensive players first round every year, except for the year they drafted Jordan Love, and their defense was still in the bottom half of the NFL. Still in the bottom half of the NFL. How do you draft defensive players first round? They should be studs. And your defense still be absolute garbage. Yeah. yeah, I remember like 
it, when we played the Packers, the only thing I really worried about was they're going to score more points than us. You know what I mean? But I never worried about being able to score points. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, we play the Packers quite often for some weird reason. We're not even in the same uh, division, but uh, you play them every playoff other, every other year. Yeah, it, it feels like we play them more more often than most, but I never worried about them not allowing us to score points unless we got like Colt McCoy or something playing quarterback for us or whatever. But but uh, you're right, though. They've and well, and then they picked a quarterback when they still had Aaron Rodgers on. Mm-hmm you know, for another four years or something like that, they got another quarterback and who knows how he's going to do, but we'll see. And then, so this year, which is the year that it has the most, yeah, so they trade Rodgers to the jets and there's this year, they have the, the most quarterback wide receiver and tight end friendly, <laughs> a heavy draft, deep draft. Yeah. And you think, okay, well, they didn't want to put pieces around Rodgers, but they will about around love. So they're going to give the Rodgers a big fuck you, and they're going to draft a big wide receiver with their first pick. They had the 13th pick that they got from trading Rodgers to the Jets. All the big-name wide receivers and tight ends are still sitting there. What do they do? Linebacker. They go defense. (laughs) And it just, like, shook my head. But today they went tight end, wide receiver, tight end. So they made up for it today. But still, it's, it's hard to be a fan, a loyal diehard fan of this team and just watch him just go so many years under Rodgers with only one Super Bowl, just like they did with Favre. I got to tell you, man, like, so I'm a Cardinals fan. We all know this. We've said it several times. I'm happy with the way they kind of did the draft this year. They were in the third spot, traded back to 12 or 13, and then traded back up to six. So basically moved back three spots and gained two extra picks out of it and they still got the player that they were always going to get wow yeah but but and this dude that they got dude is smart he speaks three languages mandarin spanish and english or something like that he's a smart dude and his dad was the cardinals drafted his dad and back in 1999 Mm -hmm. but so i don't know i'm i'm excited dude i'm excited so are you basically saying I hope the Jets just don't do anything this year? Is that what you're saying? No, I would love to see the Jets go to just the a Super big Bowl. fuck you to the to the Packers. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even have to be that way because I'm still a Rodgers. I'm still a Rodgers mark. Like I still want him to. He's still one of my favorite players. I still want him to succeed and do good. I'd love to see him go to the Super Bowl uh, if it's against the Packers, which it won't be because that team. I'm. I'm a realist and that team's probably going to be dog shit for the next four to five years. We'll see. You don't think you don't think love is the answer. I don't know, man. Oh, we haven't seen enough. I mean, from what I've seen of him in preseason and stuff, he has not been the answer. He came up and lit it up for a quarter against the Eagles. Um, yeah, but who knows, man? Under We'll see what happens. Like Rogers kind of started out the same way. He came in and replaced Favre. He wasn't very good for the first couple of years, and then he kind of turned into Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm not holding my breath for lightning to strike three times. So yeah, and I like I like Rodgers too. I mean, I I didn't ever want the Packers to do well. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> but Sorry. I liked I liked Rodgers. They hate us because they hate us. <laughs> no big deal. 
but I liked Rogers and I liked, um, was it Clay Matthews? You guys had on their team for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked him that you guys have had some players come through that I've really liked. Was Wes Welker with you guys or no, that was the Patriots, right? No, that was a Patriot too. Yeah. But, um, you guys have had some players come through that I've, that I've liked, but the, my problem is, is I work for American family insurance. I'm, I work for American family insurance and, uh, everybody is a <laughs> Wisconsin, uh, from Wisconsin. Well, yeah, they're like the Packers sponsors. They're one of the biggest sponsors of the Packers. Yeah. Huge sponsors, huge sponsors. Mm-hmm. Well, we have our own zip code there in Wisconsin. So anytime, um, anytime the Packers do well, I got to hear it from every direction, not just here on the show from you. It's literally like it's frustrating when you're around that all the time. It's kind of the same thing for years, you know, the Niners and Cowboys living here in Arizona. There's so many Niners and Cowboys fans. Anytime they do well, you uh you you don't you don't ever hear the end of it, you know. <laughs> Cardinals fans are definitely the the minority around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sucks. And and the big part of that is because um is because they haven't had a lot of success, you know. We've never reached that upper you know, anytime we're really good, it doesn't last very long, right? It's not that dynasty level like you know, Patriots or something like that. Well, no, because you got Kyler Murray as your quarterback who doesn't study plays and would rather play Call of Duty. Close my door. Close my door. But uh, I got to lock that door. <laughs> um, or just get a little like red light that shows that you're on air and whenever they try to touch the handle, it just zaps them. <laughs> that would be funny, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. in Home Alone. That'll teach them to come in, right? <laughs> hey, uh, Golden State's about to lose this game. Guess we're going seven rounds. Oh, basketball? Who cares? Yeah. You're not a basketball fan? No. Nah. You don't even have a team that you're like, oh, if they're doing well, I'll watch it? Nope. Really? Nope. Yeah. Interesting. Don't care about the Suns. Don't care about basketball, period. You would like the Suns to do well, though, right? It'd be nah, good for our state. Less. It'd be good could for our less. state. Yeah. Tourism, taxes, everything. (laughs) Fuck this state. (laughs) I don't care. Arizona sucks. I I love living here. I've lived in a lot of places. And I've lived in California, which I love California, but it was too expensive to live there. And even as expensive as everything is here in Arizona, it was still more expensive to live in California. I miss the Midwest. The only other place I'd rather live would be San Diego or Washington State. Otherwise, I want to go back Midwest. I don't. I can't do the summers here anymore. I uh, I lived in Missouri. Never again. I lived in Chicago for a short amount of time too, and that it just I was miserable. If I could get Erin to agree to live in the snow, we would be gone. But she won't. So. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, what that's what happened with uh, Max. I mean, they moved to Colorado did what two or three years and uh kelsey said i'm done but max wanted to stay in the snow i would love to live in the snow but i know my wife would get tired of it really quick yeah just with both sets of grandparents here with the kid too it's like all right well because her mom doesn't really like to travel so or well she likes to travel but she doesn't like to drive so 
it's it'd be tough to like live somewhere else and stuff. So, but oh well. Say what up to the chat. What's up, Joe's Doolin? What up, buddy? I watched. I stopped watching the NBA when they started calling. Stopped calling. They've been calling it a lot the last couple years, man. Like every game now, travel, travel, travel. Like these refs are on it as of late. But uh, yeah, I agree. There's sometimes that they. It depends on who the ref team is, I guess, referee squad. But um, what was I going to say? If you guys notice, there is no JP here with us tonight. Yeah. He, he's getting his colonoscopy. He got hacked by Russian bots, <laughs> and they can't even get online anymore. That's true, man. He fucking lost his Instagram access. How that the hell sucks. does that happen? Did I and the post the post the pictures that were on it are just like girls on the beach. I was like, oh, that must be his wife and daughter. I was like, good for him, man. That's good what I for thought. him. And but now they changed they changed the name of it too. So before it was like 1977 Nerd Alert or something like that. Uh, but they kept the Nerd Alert part and just added some girl's name at the end of it. So it's like Nerd Alert Sierra. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope he gets it back, man. He sent them an email, right? Did he? Did he? Yeah. Say... He said nobody's responded to him though. So he's like sitting in limbo yeah they they have to have a program for that i i got locked out of my old facebook because i got a new phone and what they don't tell you is hey if you get a new phone turn off your two-factor authentication before you start up the new phone i started up the new phone wiped my one and then went to go log into facebook and they're like use the app to get the code to log in yeah it caused a whole mess so i had to start a whole new facebook yeah i wouldn't you shouldn't have deleted your phone until you're back into everything. Amateur. Yeah. All right. That now. <laughs> well, we wish JP uh, all the best with his Russian bots and and his colonoscopy. His colonoscopy, whatever else he's dealing with. But let's go ahead and get into the show and let's go ahead and get into some geek news. <laughs> If oh. you are a long-time <laughs> listener, first-time caller to this show, you know that sometimes our news topics can get a little winded and go a little long, and they tread off and cause arguments about brick-oven pizzas or <laughs> hockey teams or just whatever. So it came down from corporate that we need to uh, have a babysitter, and I want to introduce you to our babysitter. Our babysitter is a 10-minute counter. That's right. From now on, on news stories, we are each news story is going to get a 10-minute time limit, and then we're moving on. So that way we don't get caught in rants that fly off topic or um, just general nonsensory. Hey, that should be a segment. Lance's rants. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's not. Oh man, how come how come we get a synopsis, but I can't have Lance's rants? What are you gonna rant on? I have no fucking idea. And that's and that's exactly why I could find Lance's something. Rants. Believe me, I could find something. I'm I'm, I'm sure getting old and everything's pissing me off. So yeah, well, but uh, yeah, let's talk about some. Pull your thong news. out of your ass and let's talk about some geek news. <laughs> first Our up. first up tonight. Start that timer. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy franchise star and Nebula actress Karen Gillan 
expressed interest in playing a fan favorite Batman villain, Poison Ivy, in James Gunn's DC Universe. I always thought that Poison Ivy was really fun. Gillian remarked in an interview with, with Total Film Magazine, honestly, if James Gunn asked me to play an alien that sits in the background of a shot and doesn't talk, I would say yes, she laughed, because working with him has been one of the greatest joys of my career so far. It should be noted that as of now, it is unknown if Gillian does indeed have plans to play Poison Ivy in the DC, you, let alone its current slated Batman film for Brave and the Bold. However, Gunn did uh, disprove a report that claims that Suicide Squad star uh, Alicia Bagara would play the character. Alice in- Braga. Oh, I fucked you- that all up. <laughs> all Alicia, up. Alicia, Alicia Gonzalez. Yeah. No, I didn't say Gonzalez. I know. It, just was, <laughs> it was so. <laughs> Alice Braga. <laughs> Which I <laughs> don't even playing, know who that is. Who is that? We'll be playing the character in the movie in the ba- in, back in 2020. Is that who rat? Is, uh, is that who, rat catcher two or whatever? Oh, I hope I hope it wouldn't be. Stumbling Jedi wants you to have a rant about Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> about being is that rat catcher? I was gonna say I think I think that might be rat catcher two. Well, she's much pretty prettier in these pictures I'm seeing than she was as rat catcher. I'll tell you that much. I don't know for a fact though if that's rat catcher to you, but I would just say if it's Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, she's the only one that I can remember besides Margot Robbie. Uh yeah, that Suicide is a rat catcher to you. Um, I don't know if I like that. Her as but Karen Gillan as Poison Ivy. I mean, everything anything's better than Uma Thurman, but don't tell uh, Corbin that I said that, but um, I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, I like Karen Gillan. Plus, I think she's a smoke show. So, yes, she's an absolute smoke show from her time and on Doctor Who to playing Nebula to everything she does from her Jumanji. She's so hot. Yes, Jumanji from her gritty, raspy voice. Mm-hmm. to just her red hair her whole look i think she'd slay out as poison ivy and she is absolutely a gorgeous person anyway so i'm totally for this casting if she if she were to be cast to do it yeah no i can't think of anyone else that would be able to do it but i gotta tell you like and and i don't think uh the actress like embodies it but the but the but the voice from the Harley Quinn TV show, it's I think it's Lake Bell that does it on the show. <laughs> I like that version of Poison Ivy. Corbin is <laughs> rallying <laughs> for B. Arthur to be resurrected as Poison Ivy. Do you are, do you care for the the Harley Quinn show? Um, I like the first two seasons of it, but I've kind of fallen off of it. I've honestly falling off everything dc tv related even the last half of the season the final season of titans like i have not watched an episode of it i just started watching and i'm actually into it i haven't watched a single episode of this season of doom patrol i've kind of fallen off everything i haven't watched that you know what it is it's when they tell you like oh this is not going anywhere after this And then you're like, well, who cares? I think that that's what did Shazam in. I think that that's what's doing these shows in. Like, DC has come out and said, 
hey, you know all these things that we're trying to push you to go watch? Well, um, nothing's happening after this. Like, it's completely getting rebooted. The only things that they said are safe are the Harley Quinn show. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily it. I just think... You don't think that plays a small part in it whatsoever? No, I think it just... Bad... I think it's just bad writing and, like, time. Like, it... When we're in the pan, when we were in the pandemic, we had time to watch everything, and yeah. now like I've got so many other things I watch that these shows like escape me. Because like, what's it? Tuesday I watched Deadliest Catch in and Ted Lasso. Wednesdays I was watching Mandalorian until that ended last week. Um, Thursdays I've got, uh, and then I watch a million little things on Wednesdays with my wife, and then I've got Thursday we watch Beavis and Butthead. Um, and then Fridays we've been watching yellow jackets. So it's just, and then we get the weekends. Like my weekends are so jam packed with my kid and family. And so I, I yeah. forget all about these shows and like, I still DVR every episode of the flash, but I haven't watched the flash in two seasons. On CW, oh yeah. And, you know, and nothing, and, nothing, uh, is going to ever get me to go back to the flash. I, don't, like I, really... I, I started watching the first half of the season of Titans because I was waiting to see him turn into blood, brother blood, but then just like the whole like Lex Luthor dying stuff, and then now the whole like complete personality change for Connor Kent for um Superboy for Connor Kent. Like I understand that he's he's half Lex Luthor, but the fact that he just went full on Lex Luthor is just kind of like you need to watch it because right. a lot of this stuff, a lot of the grievances that you're airing right now, like they're addressed. I just yeah, I, I mean. I'm sure they are. I'll, I'll probably eventually get back to it, but I, I like it. And I, and I've never been a huge Titans fan in general. Uh, and normally the second half of every season has sucked of that show. Yeah. And I would argue that so far what I've seen in this season has been better than the first part of the season. That just doing that's another show I DVR, but haven't watched in season two is Barry. Like I'm, dude, I'm I'm all Barry. caught up in Barry. Like I'm excited for that show when it comes out. Are you it's watching Dave? Back. It already started. I know. I'm I have three, been watching three episodes Dave. in the new season. Yes, I have been watching Dave. Dave is legit, man. It's you know a who's show. a smoke show? The the girlfriend from Dave. I, I can't remember her name. Oh, um, yes, Taylor. I think. No, it's the one who you're talking about the girl who just came on tour with him, Allie. Yeah, yeah. And she like is gonna go hook up with an ex boyfriend because her current boyfriend isn't giving her like the time of day. Yeah, and then Chloe Bennett was on it last week. Yeah, and that's another smoke show. <laughs> yeah, I just like I said, there's so much watching I haven't caught, I haven't been able to keep up. Um, I'll probably once things end start ending. Because a lot of shows are coming to their season or series season or series finale. Yeah, so, Ted Lasso's got what three weeks, something like that. Yeah, million little things about. ends typically. It, it runs like a regular season. Their final right? episode of the series is next week. So, oh, million little things. Mm-hmm. So I stopped watching when he went to that dude's house to beat him up. Oh, the last For two t- seasons have been so good. Have they? Yeah. It. It got a little too, I don't know. 
it was too too much and i just lost interest in it but that's the same thing that happened with uh what's the other one that's just like a million little things that they ended recently oh um this is us yeah i i've I lost interest too. in that one too like the last episode of, of a million little things had both aaron and i just ugly crying it was so really yeah it was some really good writing and i'll probably it watch really it good stuff because yeah. i'm a uh what's the dude from psych what's his name i don't know the actor's name i know he plays gary and a million little things but yeah i i i love that dude like so i should watch it but barry has been phenomenal and i would argue barry in just three episodes of this season barry and ted lasso are probably the top two tv shows i've seen all year barry is even so with, fucking good even with shrinking in there shrinking would round out top three shrinking was pretty good oh dude but uh we just watched acapulco have you seen that no acapulco might be better than shrinking oh that's tough yeah i really it, it i just finished season two it's on apple tv but if you're not into reading subtitles that's not a show for you but a lot of it's in spanish oh yeah but, no, i'm good but uh that's a great show it has um the dude uh from oh what's his name uh, did you watch the door of the explorer movie no <laughs> it's the dude from... you know why because i'm a dude <laughs> well I'm i had 38 year old time. man well, wait till Logan's a little older. You're going to catch yourself watching shit like this because <laughs> I would have never watched that movie. But uh, the guy from the Dora Explorer movies in Alcapulco and, and he's hilarious. But well, you want to go next? Is it George Lopez? I have a feeling. No, it's not George, George, Lopez. Fuck George Lopez. What? <laughs> George Lopez is a joke stealer. Allegedly. But All right. Allegedly. <laughs> Moving on. All right, next. You want me to read this one or you got it? Go for it. Ghostbusters veteran Ernie Hudson recently explained how his character, Winston Zeddemore, upgrades the titular, titular, <laughs> titular, the tit the team's equipment. <laughs> if you make fun of me for reading, check out my reading skills. <laughs> equipment in the upcoming sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Hudson revealed that Zetamore is responsible for funding the Ghostbusters Next Generation technology in an interview with the Illuminati. Illuminati. Winston has gone on, you know, has become very successful, and he credits a lot of that to his time as a Ghostbuster, he said. But he embraces it, and he takes part of this fortune to take the Ghostbusters to the next level. And it's great to see him now, you know, not just being like, I just need a job and pe you people are crazy, but hey, I signed up for it. Now I'm in it. Hudson also praised the sequel's co-writer and Ghostbusters Afterlife director, Jason Reitman, for crafting an inclusive story that recognizes the value Winston brings to the franchise. I've always had an issue with how Winston's been treated, man. <laughs> what? I like Joe Doolin's comment. Wow, this is information no one ever asked Hudson for. <laughs> well, he's been he's been griping about kind of the treatment of that character since the beginning like originally because he was always the third go he was always the fourth wheel like even in the cartoons he kind of never everyone flocked to ray egon or peter you never heard anyone going i'm gonna be winston you know and it just well now winston's the one that's like saving the whole thing like he's bringing it back so 
I I get what he's saying. Like it's gonna well because Bill Murray is a crotchy old man that doesn't even have a voicemail search. You literally have to send that dude a carrier pigeon to get him to do anything. <laughs> and now he's being me too. Dan Aykroyd has been trying for years to to get things going off the ground, but that didn't go very far. Well, and, I, I I think he's going to be a main character in this new one too. I don't, so I don't know. They announced the, they announced the main cast, and like the kid who played podcast isn't even going to be in it. It's Paul Rudd, Ben Wolfhard, and then the two, the mom and the the Sophie, whatever the main character, the main oh, lead of the McKenna Grace movie. Yeah, I like her. I can do I, I like her Finn too. Wolfhard, Wolfhard. <laughs> I, I'd rather have podcasts than Finn Wolfhard because his character just seemed throwaway to me but paul rudd mckenna grace the podcast kid those were the three best characters in that new movie and paul yeah, rudd I do, that he's not gold paul rudd's just gold he's not going to be in it but this is supposed to come out later this year we're supposed to get it later 2023 so i i'm here for it uh but i i think that was the last time we'll ever see Bill Murray in a Ghostbusters movie. But Dan Absolutely. Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd is, uh, I heard he was going to be in it. And then um, uh, Janine's going to be in it. Uh, she, I mean, she was in the other one. So, yeah. Well, I apparently she works with, with Winston. And the dude who plays um, Arthur Peck is going to be in this also. Yep. The, was Which it, was I was he the mayor in the in Ghostbusters two or Ghostbusters one, or was no, he like he a worked lawyer? for the he worked for the environmental. That's what city it was. Environmental, and but he's like the one it that causes everything to go to shit. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that, like, I was reading an article about it, and they were like, "Oh, Ghostbusters veteran returns for a new movie," and I was like, "Oh, please, uh, be dude from Honey." rick moranis i was like please be rick moranis dude i would die arthur peck the guy who plays arthur peck is coming back i was like god damn it all right rick moranis dude like i don't they need to work harder at that i would make him the highest paid actor on this movie just care about 10 minutes but he's coming back to his kids are grown well his wife died right and so he retired from acting to take take care care of his his kids. kids But now his kids are grown. Like, so come back, dude. Come back. But he had said that what, so the, uh, the original plan was to have him in the first, uh, in Afterlife. But he had said that they presented him a script. He didn't see the value in it, essentially. Mm-hmm. So he decided against it. So just write a good part, man. He's, He's waiting to come back for Spaceballs and the search for more money. Baseball or do do another do money. another uh honey i shrunk the kids mm, we don't need another honey i shrunk the kids fuck you dude i love honey i shrunk the kids <laughs> i think oh, that man. that series peaked that honey i blew up the baby <laughs> we were, we yeah. were good there well we'll see what happens you're saying it, it's probably coming out the last one came out in like november or something like that right <laughs> Honey, Honey, they shrunk my rolls. rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But All right, I mean, next. as oh, go good ahead. as Sorry. as good as Afterlife was, I'm super stoked for this one. Um, I know it's codenamed the Firehouse. Uh, they're gonna go back to New York City, so I I would expect Dan Aykroyd to be in it as kind of like 
the guy who creates all their gear, the new Egon esque that creates all the gear, but who knows? We'll see. I don't know if he's good. If he, I don't know if it's that guy. I think it's the guy that like helps, you know, like you've seen episodes of supernatural, right? No, Sam. Oh, well, Sam was always the guy that like researched the goats, the ghosts or the goats, the goats. (laughs) He was the researcher guy. And Dan, uh, I did my research and you get better raise goats than you do from American goats. Ray's um, job now, like he owns like a bookstore for the occult yeah, the stuff. Bookstore. So it sounds to me like he would be the guy that's like, hey, uh, there's a this, you know, story about this thing that you guys are fighting from this time period. Yeah. Da, da, da. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like he would be that guy. Check out the encyclopedia. I can't even talk. It's encyclopedias. Encyclopedia. Spookatanica. <laughs> Where we got all the lists of all the ghosts and all the entities you've ever seen, right here, and we can research them. Zool is a is penis basically Pornhub. I have not watched the Winchesters yet. Well, if you haven't seen Supernatural, I wouldn't recommend watching the Winchesters. I'm not going to. Yeah, Winchesters is great. I like it. It's not, it's not supernatural, but it's good enough. The you know who they cast in the. So it's it's Dean's Dean and Sam's parents, and the girl that they cast is the girl from American Housewife, and uh, what else has she been? She's got these really thick eyebrows. I'm not a big fan of her as an actress. I think that's my one gripe with the Winchesters. So is Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it then? No, it's it's them as young, like they're before they're married, like they're cast much younger. Bullshit then. Yeah. But all right, next. Bullshit. Then. You got this one, or you want me to do it? Yeah, I got it. Universal live action adaptation of How to Train Your Dragon may have found its lead in Shazam Theory, the God Star, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer. According to the industry scoop, uh, Daniel Richmond, a rumor currently circulating has named three actors that, that are allegedly in talks to star in How to Train Your Dragon. Among those actors is Grazer who is rumored for the lead role of Hiccup, uh, Haddock. Glazer has previously starred in films such as Warner Brothers and DC Shazam, its sequel Shazam Fury of the Gods, as well as uh, It and It Chapter 2. I'm down He's one this. of the best parts of Shazam. And It. I really liked it. He, is, he, is he the uh, hypochondriac in It? The one yes. that breaks his arm and like is scared of germs and his yes. mom's kind of abusive? Yeah. Uh, I like him um i have zero i don't know anything about how to train your dragon i've never watched it never seen it gotta fix that your kids would love it dude i love these these movies yeah i don't know anything about it so i know that in the movies isn't the guy that does the voice um jay it's jay barichell yep yeah jonah hill it does the voices for it too Oh, Jonah Hill does? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I like uh, Jay. I, I like him. I don't know why I've never seen this movie, but this came out before I had kids, the original, right? I don't know. When did you start having kids? My oldest is 11. I don't... <laughs> um, I see. wanted... I thought it was... 
thought it was pretty dang old. The first How to Train Your Dragon film. Oh, 2010. Yeah. So around the time, I just I wasn't really watching a lot of movies back then. I was dating my wife. I love my How wife. to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon 2 is probably my favorite. Like I went and saw that movie twice back to back. Really? I went, I went and saw it, then got my buddy. was like, you got to check this movie out, dude, and went and saw it again. <laughs> I guess maybe I should watch it. What don't you think so about? I don't think so, man. The what I was saying, what I was saying, is it older than my kids? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I I'm super stoked. I think he'll do a good job as Hiccup. I wish Jay Barrichell could do it, but he's a little Too old. old now, huh? Yeah. It, um, it, they'd be smart to put him in a role in some in some capacity, though. Maybe uh, Ger- um, Gerard Butler was uh, Hiccup's dad. In those mm-hmm. movies, so it's about the Vikings that live in an island that are inhabited by dragons and how they coexist. And then Hiccup becomes the first one to learn how to ride a dragon, and he kind of transforms the Vikings into fighting dragons to being friends with the dragons when they become dragon riders. And it's it's really really good. I would definitely recommend checking out those movies. I think your kids would love them too. And there's a Netflix show on it too, right? Yeah, I haven't watched Netflix shows. I've just stuck strictly stuck to the movies. Um, I can't recommend the show, but I would definitely say recommend. I would definitely say check out the movies. With your it kids. looks like there's three movies. Yeah, yeah. My sister is way into this. My she's what 21, 22. Uh, she's way into this. Like she has a lounge fly backpack with that. That thing's called toothless, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I have. I have zero. I don't. I don't even know anything about it except there's a dragon and that dude. <laughs> go watch it, man. It's good stuff. All right. So next, we've got up Fantastic Four casting rumors, and I threw one in here that I didn't tell you about that I that I was reading about. So, uh, first up, Antonio Banderas, who most recently starred in Puss in Boots: The Last Wish is rumored to be in talks to play Galactus in Marvel Studios' upcoming Fantastic Four. Scooper My Time to Shine Hello, who previously revealed that a Fantastic Four member would debut in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and Illuminati, claimed that Banderas is being considered for the role of the Devourer of Worlds in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This follows up related rumors from early April that the new Fantastic Four would introduce Galactus and the Silver Surfer in the Cosmic Heavy storyline with 1960s elements everything i've read about this movie casting choices everything has made me nervous i like antonio banderas as much as the next guy but as galactus well i think if they put him in the the giant suit like you're not it's probably more likely going to be like a voice role versus kind of like bradley cooper as rocket raccoon or vin diesel as um Groot I mean they might put him in the giant suit but as long as they do it justice and he's not a goddamn like storm cloud like he was in the first like he was in uh Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer we'll be yeah. good and I and I don't think Marvel's gonna go that route I think Marvel will do him justice um I think he's going to be a uh, very well done I think I think it'll be all right with Antonio Banderas if the, if this is true 
which I'm starting to think like all these, there's a lot of credibility to these casting rumors. Well, this, uh, my time to shine. Hello. Her, this person's name comes up a couple times in these articles and I'm about to bring up, uh, and, and, uh, this person, uh, has, uh, they're the ones that broke that John Krasinski was in, uh, multiverse of madness. It came from this person. So I, I definitely think there's stock to this. Yeah. I, I definitely think it holds water. A lot of this holds water. I'm just not sure about Antonio Banderas, but who knows? I've been surprised before, but all right. Well, I mean, next... okay. You're going to get his acting chops, but you're going to just see like this of him. If he's got the helmet on and stuff. So if he's like straight I mean, up, my thing is more the voice though, too. Like, I'm not sure I, I like his voice as that character. I just auto tune and adjust it. They can do it. Yeah. And it has nothing. And I want to be clear. It has nothing to do with his accent. It's just in the last few movies I've seen with him, he, he sounds older and stuff. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. You want someone that's got that big booming presence. If you're going to go with Galactus and, you don't really feel like Antonio Banderas has that anymore. No, if he's ever had no. that. No. Yeah. I, th- that's exactly how I feel. And, and, you know, despite all the stuff going on with Jonathan majors right now, Jonathan majors <laughs> has that imposing kind of voice. I feel like, um, someone of that stature, that upper echelon, you know, stature. Yeah. I kind of, kind of who, who I picture. I agree with you, Joe. He said it's gonna it'll be all CGI for Galactus. I, I kind of tend to agree with you there. Well, if he's if he's gonna be giant like he's supposed to be, I highly doubt they're gonna make the same mistake that they made with uh, Apocalypse and put Oscar Isaac in a suit and make and it it just looks goofy. So I agree with you. I think it would be CGI. as long as they don't go the route of like they did with Gore the God Butcher and not put any of the iconic stuff on him at all and make him just a dude in a purple and blue suit with no helmet or nothing. Oh yeah. Like they should have put the prosthetics on gore. Yeah. They they need to go all out full costume. If they're going to do Galactus. Yeah. He needs the helmet, but all right, you got the next one, buddy. All right. Uh, More casting rumors for fantastic Four. the Marvel cinematic universe is no stranger to jaw dropping surprises. And it seems like the latest one just surfaced. According to one of our sources, none other than Ryan Gosling is being eyed to take on the mantle of the iconic villain, Dr. Doom in the MCU. This comes amidst the recent controversy surrounding Jonathan majors, Kang the conqueror. This is actually a rumor that's been going on since like 1919, 19, uh, not 19, sorry, 2019. Um, it was rumored that he was going to show up as Dr. Doom at the post credit scene of uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And then it came out that because of the pandemic and um, shifts in the shooting schedule and release schedule that they nixed the Wakanda Forever after credit scene. Um, because you've heard a lot of rumors that, yes, there was, in fact, something shot with Dr. Doom, but it was not put in the, in the movie. Um, All CGI, probably. I, I think this is a good... A good fit i think he could do the the part like he he's gonna fit good as victor von doom pre-accident that where he starts putting on all the the armor and stuff um i saw a thing that there was supposed to be 
the his introduction was that he was at school with Reed Richards because remember their their class him Ben Grimm and Reed are all classmates. Um, they were at school, and he's a transfer student from uh, uh, not Latveria but from Sokovia, and they find out about the explosion. Um, they try to do something. That's when he, they get their powers, and he gets dif- disfigured. So he goes back to Sokovia, finds out that it was blown up by Ultron, and in finding out that it was blown by Ultron, he decided to rebuild it as its pre-Soviet na- name of um, Latveria, and that's where Doom kind of comes to be. But <laughs> Ryan Gosling, it's intriguing. Like. This I think this news does exactly is doing exactly what it's supposed to do in getting people talking. It's it's kind of getting you to open your mind to these castings and and it kind of seems like Marvel is getting away from the Marvel formula of no name actors to more the DC route that's kind of crippled them in the past and going these star studded big time actors. But I think Ryan Gosling could really show his range as Victor Von Doom if he is in fact going to play that role i you know it comes down because obviously this is another character where you where you won't eventually you won't be able to tell like what he looks like because he's gonna be covered in this armor that never Mm. that never comes off it again comes to his voice like i just can't picture it like my dream casting for this for and this was I said this maybe five or six years ago was Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. That was my dream casting for this. But they want to go younger. This is such a stark difference. Well, they want to go younger with the cast. They want to be supposedly from rumors. They want to be set in the 60s. So they want to go younger. So you got to go more the 60s-esque fashion hunk, you know, character. So you got to get someone who's going to rival Adam Driver in age if that's who's actually going to play Reed Richards. So, I mean, it makes sense for Ryan Gosling and he, you can bank on his name alone. People are going to go see this movie because he's in it. Great. I mean, like, look at him. People are excited about a stupid Barbie movie because he's in it. Like, you know, what's I funny. Know. I actually want to see this damn Barbie movie. <laughs> yeah. Like the trailer looks really funny. Exactly, Joe. That's exactly it. Rumors are free focus groups for Marvel. 100%. It's free. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and they've, they've, uh, there's been rumors that they leak like plot details when they're writing scripts. Yeah, on purpose. Um, I I don't know, man. Like, who was the other, who are the other people that were attached to this? What to play? Um, to play Doom. Remy Remy uh Remy Malik was attached Malik. to Doom at one point. Uh, you already kind of saw that in the last 007 movie. Yeah. Cillian Murphy. I think Remy Malik would do a good job. Or not Remy. He's a good actor, man. That dude's yeah. a good actor. I mean, I, I definitely think he would do a good job, but I could see why they're going right in Gosling. And I'm in this role. I'm willing to give Gosling the benefit of the doubt because I can't tell you how many times I've been here over the years of doing these shows and being like, that's stupid casting. I don't think that's going to work. I don't want to see that, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, shit, that actually really worked. So, um, The Marvel uh, has, ha- has had some duds before, though. 
Yes, casting. they have. But I think the Fantastic Four, because they have failed previously, you know, three other times previously, this is one of the pro- that project, like, Kevin Feige has expressed his love for these characters and has said, like, how much of a pras- passion project this movie is for him. So I don't think that this is a movie they're going to let fail. Well, it yeah, I agree with that because um and he was a producer on the other three, wasn't he? Or no, the first two. I I don't know. I haven't followed that far back. I know he was a producer on the first I know he's a producer on the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Yeah, cuz that's kind of how he got his name into show business, right? Was with those movies. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I guess it's just one of those things we'll we'll see it when we see it when they finally announce some casting. This next one uh, here, which you I threw in here, you don't know about this one. I'll, uh, according to Trusted Insider, my time to shine. Hello again. They are looking for Jewish act. This is about the thing. They are looking for Jewish actors, both male and female, for the thing in Fantastic Four. Mila Kunis is one of them. They have someone for Sue. Only reason I'm not saying who it is is because she's already passed on it once, so it's not final. I'm being very careful with this one. Uh, this would certainly be a surprising and no doubt divisive choice, but a female version of the thing has appeared in the comics, though it was Sharon Ventura, a.k.a. Miss Par- Marvel, and not Ben Grimm. Would you, would you, how do you feel if it wasn't Ben Grimm? I think it's got to be Ben Grimm. Like, like again, Kevin Feige is so... going to play this one so close to the chest. I, I don't think they're going to they're going to change thing to a woman. It It's not going to, it's going to be being Ben Grimm. Like I have no problem with Mila Kunis being in fantastic four. I don't see her as Sue storm, which there was a rumor going around about her as Sue storm. Well, because she, yeah. And I could see her as Sue storm, but, and she, because she was caught having lunch with the director and yada, yada, yada. I don't, I don't know. I could see her as Sue storm before a female thing. Like I don't, think they're gonna i i i hope they don't but i i, really I, I hope so too play i really think they're gonna play these characters close to the chest because like it seems like normally they're okay swapping roles and genders on kind of background characters a little bit lesser known characters but on these main characters they've been pretty i mean may, minus changing their race or ethnicity they've been pretty on top of it so i mean i would definitely think that like ben Grimm is going to be a man and it's going to be like like we know it like characters we know because it's not about changing the the gender to just to change a gender for equality reasons or whatever it's these characters it's about continuity and making sure that these characters are portrayed accurately and I don't, I just don't see them doing that with the thing. Yeah, I don't, I think the thing, I, I'm, I'm with you. I do think that there's some Mila Kunis connective tissue to Fantastic Four somewhere. Why else would she be having lunch with this dude? Yeah. Well, you know, but you know, like, you know, where people are clamoring to see and, and you're going to get it. I, I think you know, people are, are just can't wait to see in Secret Wars that Hulk versus Thing fight. You know, the, there's so many iconic comic covers that are Hulk versus Thing, Hulk versus Thing. 
you're going to get that fight and you're not going to get she hulk versus she thing you're going to get hulk versus the thing yeah that'd be that would be awesome did you see did you read that um deadpool 3 supposed leak plot no you didn't read that no apparent do you, do you want me to say anything on it go ahead i don't, I don't okay care. apparently the premise of that movie this is something that's got if if any of this is true it gets me excited but apparently they go to a another timeline to where magneto it's like house of m magneto is now the ruler of the world essentially the x-men are working for him and deadpool and wolverine and this is because of one of the timelines that that wade wilson messed up in deadpool 2 so he's going to be basically captured from the tva because of the stuff we saw him do in deadpool 2 where he was going you know killing hitler and killing himself and killing the deadpool from the first wolverine movie and doing all these things he's getting in trouble for that and now they've tasked wade wilson and logan wolverine to go and fix this timeline where mutants are basically running the world the x-men have turned evil the avengers are bad and it's essentially deadpool kills the marvel universe I'd be down for that. Fuck yeah, dude. And you get that. Apparently, apparently Magneto has Thor's hammer. He can control it because it's metal. Hmm. And uh, apparently there's going to be a Wolverine and Hulk fight. Uh, sign me up, dude. Sign me the fuck up. That would be awesome. Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That would... They in the art in the thing I read, they never say dead. They say House of M. They reference House of M, but they never reference Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. But that's immediately what I thought of when I heard this story. And it doesn't that make total sense to to bring him in. The TVA goes and hunts him down because of all the shit he did. He basically created all these branches by doing all this shit. And there was one, and and it in Loki it says if they don't get to a timeline quick enough to to prune it that it can just go off like there it gets to a point where you can't prune it anymore so apparently this is a timeline that that they weren't able to prune and now deadpool and and, uh wolverine have to go snip the timeline interesting and i think the timeline stuff i think that's why the fantastic four is going to be set in the 60s too there's going to be something that happens that brings them to current time and i think it all comes down to timelines and multiversal stuff as well Hmm. and that and if that's the case and that brings that brings uh, that brings uh what's the word i'm looking for some truth to the rumor that uh, that chris evans could be in the movie in some capacity as the human torch if they're going through a multiversal thing they may run into the multiversal version of the fantastic four at some point well, I mean, they had a um, Wolverine kills the Marvel Universe series too, so it's could be both. It's a good, uh, it's a good plot line, I guess. I'd be down for it, hundred percent. And it doesn't it feel like just the kind of grandiose story to like Deadpool coming into the MCU is going to be like a celebration. I feel like absolutely, yeah. And doesn't it feel like the right kind of story? grandiose story to to introduce deadpool to the marvel universe where he basically goes and kills everybody yeah and 
yeah, it, it does. And then he ends up in the main timeline. And then that'll be, I mean, that would be a good finish to your standalone Deadpool movies. I don't know how many with Ryan Reynolds getting up there in age. I don't know how many more they're going to do. He could yeah. appear in other Avengers movies or Spider-Man movies or whatever. It'd be, it'd be a good introduction to him to, to transition to that background character. I'd be all for it. I would love it. It's Deadpool. still a cool concept regardless. Yeah. I would love to see that. It's the first time I've heard a a, sto- a story possibility for a Marvel movie that I'm like, oh, that sounds fucking awesome. It's been a while since I've heard something like that. But I would love a Daredevil, Spider-Man, and Deadpool movie. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I want to watch Tom Holland and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds just quip off each other. I think it would I'm be sure hilarious. Yeah. I'm sure you'll get it in Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars. All right, so this last weekend we had CinemaCon over there in Las Vegas, Ooh. and they released a couple trailers. You guys, you guys like my meth trailer there? Free. What do you think? <laughs> they released a couple trailers that we wanted to watch with you guys. The first of which is the new trailer for Black Mirror. Now I have to pause this frequently so we don't get a copyright. <laughs> You know, I'm excited that they're bringing the series back. I'm sad that the last season that they brought it back a couple of years ago was only like three episodes. Paul, um, I got my wife into recently watching this. Like, there's um, I can't remember the episode titles. I know one is called "Hang the DJ," that is is really good that I liked, and then I showed her another one. Um, I need to watch this because um, you've never watched Black Mirror. I've never watched it, but I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan, and I hear it compared to Twilight Zone all the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could guess you could make that comparison, and it's not me making that comparison. I've I've never seen it. No, Obviously, yeah, no, I mean, but that's just what I've heard. That if you if you're a fan of Twilight Zone, that this is kind of right up your alley of like these uh, serialized uh, episodes, right? Like not not serialized anthology episodes right none of them bleed into each other right yeah they're all standalone stuff and they're just kind of like weird and like alternate universe type stuff right yeah Mm -hmm. so but if you guys saw there uh there was aaron paul there for a second and a lot of it is too like that's zazzy beats was uh oh what happened a lot of it is like um i think he's talking about deadpool uh a lot of it is like pol- there's some political stuff and there's some stuff like how far technology is going to come, how much technology takes over your life. Um, well, that's very of, Twilight Zone. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes, I think it's from season four or five. It's called Hang the DJ. And it's about these two people who are on a dating app that. The, it's a button you push and the app tells you when and where you're supposed to meet somebody and then you find out how long you're supposed to live with them and you live with them in a little house for the duration that the button says and then you're on to the next one and so essentially what, what you see these two people doing this over and over and all the different people they date and how it affects their lives and the twist is what you're actually watching is the simulation of their potential relationship play out and you find that out at the end which is it, it's way better than the way i'm describing it i'm trying to be very big to, to not give 
everything out but usually like these have like a twist ending or a very odd ending or like a shocking reveal um yeah like i the, watched one i watched one with uh the dude from um get out yes that's one of my like that's on my treadmills. second favorite one yep yeah on, and that was pretty bikes. good yeah that's what it is so like that was that was pretty good i enjoyed that um i just my i was watching with my wife and she wasn't interested in it when we were watching it she's like this is dumb it was too cerebral for her she's not into that kind of stuff yeah they there's some something happens and they have to like work off some kind of debt or something so they have to ride these bikes to generate points and then like they're yeah. stuck in these little odds that they live at the center and they have ads that play and there's like this american idol-esque competition that they can yep. join and stuff and and yeah aaron uh Aaron says the very first episode in the first season was really weird and stupid. And I had to start there. I'm not sure I would have continued. So the very first episode she's talking about is like, um, they kid, this artist kidnaps the princess of this country to as kind of like a stunt. And he makes a demand that if he's going to release her, he wants the prime minister to fuck a pig live on TV. Oh, I have seen that. And so he does it. He said he's gonna kill her, and he starts sending, like pretending to send body parts to the area and stuff. If he doesn't fuck this pig, and he does it. I guess I have seen more than one episode because as soon as you said that, I totally remember. And he's like, he ends up doing it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's watch more of this. You got you can hear it, right, Matt? No, you can't hear it. No, which is fine because it doesn't need the audio. It's fine. okay. Um. And then one of the other, there's another episode uh, with Dice, Dallas Bryce Howard that kind of looks at the the effects of social media on us and how social media can affect our uh, feeling of self-worth and how we view each other and view ourselves and um, things like that. It, there's It's just such a good series. Like Joe's Doolin said, it's probably one of the few quality sci-fi shows around right now. Um, I would definitely recommend checking it out. They're about hour long episodes. All five seasons so far are on Netflix. Season six is coming out later this year. Um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of good episodes. Speaking Some of stupid. Sue Storm, did you see that? Yeah. Sue Storm's in this one. Remy the old Mara. Sue Storm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm pausing it so we don't get a copyright strike. <laughs> oh, that's a girl from Shit's Creek. So there's an episode with Anthony Mackie in it too that's kind of like fighting game oriented like him and his buddy live out this gay fantasy together in this fighting game and and stuff it's it's just really crazy stuff it looks it looks good like i'm interested in it coming in june so it's soon uh let's see the next one we got gran turismo i have no interest in this movie i don't even know why they're making this movie like you might as well just fucking watch nascar or out of all the video game ferrari out of all the video game movies it makes no sense to me why they're making this the cinematography looks cool though Uh, of course david harbour's in it but Gran Turismo to me wasn't even the best racing game. 
when I when I was a kid, like, did you play a lot of Gran Turismo? No, I was more of a Need for Speed guy. Me too. Need for Speed and um, cruising, cruising USA. Because Gran Turismo was a PlayStation exclusive, so I really didn't. I I went to my buddy's house to play PlayStation. I was more of like the Nintendo consoles or Sega, so I was more of the Need for Speed. Um, things like that. I was never cruising USA, crazy taxi, stuff like that. I was never a Gran Turismo fan. And based on the true story of an impossible dream. Yeah, well. So impossible. Not even telling boring. people that this is a video game. Right. I just I'd I'll go see Twisted Metal before I see this. Yeah, well which and we'll watch. Twisted Metal Metal is a peacock exclusive. So. Show, right? Is it a TV show? Yeah. Uh, Peacock's got some good shows. Did you watch Poker Face? Uh, I've not watched Poker Face yet. Joe's doing. I love Baby Driver. It's a great movie. The soundtrack oh, yeah. in that movie is amazing. Well, that's Edgar Wright, man. That's one of my favorite directors right there. Edgar Wright's legit. Uh, the next one is the new Flash uh, trailer. This movie, I think, is going to be. I think it's going to blow people away. I'm starting to kind of believe the hype. I'm scared from how much hype there is, but I'm I'm kind of starting to believe the hype too. Like I'm just ready. I'm ready to stop hearing about it and stop seeing trailers and all oh, that's so cool the way the batwing just comes out of this cave like that. I'm ready to Got stop hearing about it there about in the beginning it. from Michael Keaton. Yeah. And I've I read an article today that Ezra Miller is in every shot of this movie. That he's in what? He's in almost every shot of this movie. I tell you one thing, dude. Oh, speaking of million little things. Yeah, that's a good casting of a young Ezra of a young Barry Allen right there for this movie. But uh, his suit looks a lot better than it did in the Zack Snyder stuff. I would say. I like that the lightning is actually yellow and not blue. Michael Shannon. I just back. don't like that they go. So okay. So, yet again, this is the third movie that has gone back to the events of Man of Steel. Oops. It happened. Going back to the events of Man of Steel with the General Zod stuff. Like, Yeah, I don't understand. Uh... I get that it's got to go. It's got to go back to the Batman and Superman Dawn of Justice stuff because you see the, the shot of Bruce sitting in the cave and Barry started to come through. And I, I'm almost thinking that like Supergirl is the Superman of one of these alternate timelines. So that's why Superman's not going to be in it because Supergirl or Superwoman's in it. Well, but... yeah, the thing that I read was they actually go. So Barry Allen realizes that he needs help to do whatever. And they hear about a Kryptonian that's held in like kind of like a uh, a uh, Area 51 type area yeah. prison or whatever and he goes and, th and thinks that it's clark um but then they go there they break this person out and then realize it's not clark it's actually um what's her name Kara, carla carla what's her name clara what's supergirl's it's, name it's not Kara. i don't i think it's a different but um... I, I gotta say it as far as the flash goes the flash is one of my favorite dc characters as far as the flash goes it looks better 
than every other flash adaptation I've seen as far as the suit. It doesn't look cheesy like it does on the WB. They didn't make him look like a Power Ranger. And we get probably this is probably the last time we'll ever see Ben Affleck as Batman, I'm assuming. Yeah, she is playing Supergirl, so. Yeah, I know she's Supergirl. I just don't know if she's Kara. Kara Zorel. It might be Kara Zorel. I don't know if she's playing Kara. I think she looks really good as Supergirl, too, though. Yeah. I don't know. How do you are you excited for this movie? Yeah, I think like I said, I'm getting a little bit more hyped and starting to buy into the hype more and more as more comes out about it. But I'm kind of at the point where like I don't want to see any more. I want to just watch the movie because if it's as good as it set as as they say it is, it'll be disappointing that you knowing I think it's gonna go back to kind of like what we were talking about earlier with like titans and stuff where you were like oh did you lose interest in this because you know that it holds no weight it holds no ramifications that there's nothing beyond this and i kind of have a feeling like that that's what flash is going to be is that like it's going to be so good but i think what's going to damper it for people is that you know that this is the end of this universe that there's nothing beyond this and what's done is done now you don't know of course if james gunn is going to move forward with, with ezra as the flash in his universe or what's going to happen. A lot of signs point to that's not going to happen. I guess it's going to, I think they're really depending on one, his treatment for his mental health issues and whether he gets those under control and two, how well the, the test, you know, the flash could test off their charts, but it's going to be how well the mainstream audience perceives and, and reacts to this movie. That's going to be telling whether or not Ezra sticks around for any future dc projects yeah Yeah, i i think they're missing an opportunity to not use the end of this movie as the reset button well that's what they kind of are doing like it's that movie that kicks off it's the last of the snyderverse stuff and then moving forward other than blue beetle who seems to be kind of in that elseworld stuff um who knows if they're going to incorporate blue beetle into what james gunn does but um the flash is that reset button that's going to end the Snyder stuff and, and chaperone us into the the gun stuff. So, uh, I would just like to see a segment where he actually like resets the universe, and it, and that's yeah. like the end of this movie should be the the jumping point for James Gunn's universe. And I don't know what that could be. Maybe it could be, you know, an image of whatever superman actor they cast like a quick thing or i don't know what it could be but well i mean in order to do that they would have had to already cast him and put him in the end of the movie and i think he is already casted think so i think so james gunn is really good at keeping secrets have you noticed that compared to like he's really good and he talks the most too I don't know if it's he just lives in that like realm of being vague. Like he gets off on being vague and edgy. <laughs> All right, let's watch this twisted metal trailer. My boy Anthony Mackey. 
That trailer starts now. You can tell this is a TV show, not a movie, though. Yeah, for Peacock. It's going to be cool, I think. Based on... uh... The cool part about this is, like, you got to go watch the trailer with the sound and just hear Samoa Joe as Sweet Tooth the Clown and just his laugh. Oh, my God. It's so good. I cannot wait. Like... Twisted gonna... Metal was a fun game, and this was a PlayStation ex- exclusive. Yeah, you get a little teaser at the end of this of the clown. Yeah, sweet tooth. Yeah, it's professional wrestler Samoa Joe playing sweet tooth too. Oh, is it? I can't wait. Yeah, July twenty seventh. Let's go. You know that's going to be they're going to be, uh, you know, pushing the shit out of that at San Diego Comic Con. And that's the, another point I was going to make about the Fantastic Four stuff. I don't, I think you're done. Like, you're going to, you're done hearing about this stuff. It's going to all be rumors. And um, once, like, once what? Um, once, uh, I'm trying to think how to put this. So I think you're going to get, you're not going to get definitive casting. So you're going to get the leaks that like Ryan Gosling is potentially going to play um, Dr. Doom. Adam Driver's in final talks to play Reed Richards. San Diego is only two months away. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited because we're going to learn a bunch of shit right when it happens are you gonna try to get into hall h i think same yeah i think you're gonna have san diego you're gonna get the casting out they're gonna talk about fantastic four and phase five and then they're gonna be like let's roll out the cast of fantastic four and that's when you're gonna get the introduction of of every the confirmation of everybody that has been cast yeah, I'm excited. If you guys don't know, Matt and I are going to uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And we'll be able to bring you guys stuff straight from the con floor. This is my umpteenth trip, and this will be Lance's first. I'm going to take his San Diego virginity. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm going to pop his San Diego cherry. He'll get to uh, see now, what it's to like clarify, to go to a big boy I've been convention. to San Diego many times, just not Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get to see what it's like to go to a big boy convention, and then you're going to look at Phoenix's convention like this shit sucks even more than it already sucks. Speaking of uh, Phoenix, um, my buddy was uh, just got, they made him the vice president of the con. Nice. Yeah, AJ. You should tell him to hook us up. Yeah, I was thinking about reaching out to him. You should. But he did post something on Facebook. I guess he's getting a lot of people asking him for tickets. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, guys, they're not like just buy your tickets i just can't give out free tickets but you can (laughs) i'll do a panel for you man the only draw for me right now for saying for uh phoenix comic-con is the the turtles act the voice actors and stuff yeah the the cast for the original 90s turtles movie like that's the only draw for me right now the shitty part is is to get all the like i want to get like i've got the clerk's poster with most of the cast signed on it and mall rats and so i want to get the original 90s 
theatrical poster for the turtle signed by all the the actors sucks that Corey feldman won't be there but i guess he's got something more important to do that day dancing around or trying to launch his shitty music career or something but um <laughs> i want to get arizona all, all the time it. though i want to get them all to sign it but it's gonna be like 250 bucks because each person's almost like 40 bucks to sign your shit and some of them are 50 it's like oh fuck dude almost 300 dollars to get that fucking thing signed is gonna be a, a tough pill to swallow let's look and see who they got coming real quick let's see share screen and uh i'm always coming <laughs> alan richson should be pretty cool anson mount yeah i didn't know that alan richson was the voice of Raphael in the michael bay turtles yep i learned something new every day is this the girl from that show with uh Haley joe osmond's sister i have no idea Yeah, it's not cool. Uh, the voice of Ahsoka is going to be there. That's cool. But yeah, the dude who played, um, he was a voice of Leonardo in the original movie. That, like, I want to get that. Brian Tochi. to sign my stuff. Then, of he's course, Dark Elf. Well, he's also Doctor Who, and he's been, he's been to Phoenix quite a few times. What else we got? Ernie Reyes Jr. Yeah. Kino himself. And he was apparently he was Donatello at one point, but he wasn't the voice, right? He, he was the so he is the um body actor for Donatello in the first movie. So he's actually the guy in the suit. Yeah, and then um and then Corey Feldman, Corey Feldman was, the voice. was the voice, yeah. Oh, this would have been cool. Edward James Olmos. Yeah, he backed out already. Surprise, surprise. Then the original oh, Shredder. Shredder. Yep. Francisco Chu. Oh, dude. So, Look, so you good. got uh, another um, Leonardo from... Uh, yeah, but he ain't from the movies. I don't care about that animated he's from one. the yeah CGI from, one. Yeah, which I actually like that one. Do you but then, like yeah... That? You got Jesus, the original April O'Neil. Then she got replaced in the second one. Oh, the yeah, Jeffrey the Pierce in The from... Last of Us. Yeah, Harry Potter. Then you got uh, Katie Sackoff, who is Bo Katan. Hey, you got Oogie Boogie. Yeah. What else we got? Ken Scott, who was uh, Raphael in the first Turtles movie, first two Turtles movies. They they've stepped up their guest thing a little bit more than they. Oh, you've got uh from Star Trek and um, it's an anniversary year for them, so they have to. Oh, is like it twentieth anniversary or something like that? Paul um, Bettany. I'm surprised yeah. he's not at the top. And then uh, Robbie Reese, who. Was Michelangelo. Michelangelo? Um, but she's from uh Walking Dead and Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then oh, Stephen Amell. Yeah, they just announced him recently. Yeah, Casey Jones is from the Michael Check Bay off. movies. Check off. Yeah. yeah. And Will Shatner's and gonna be there. Shatner, yeah. Hmm. I have a feeling he cancels. You think so? 
Yeah. He's, He's going to pull dude. a... Um, I can't think of it. Why can't I think of his name? The dude who plays Charles Xavier. Um, oh, um, uh, Patrick Stewart? Yes, Sir Patrick Stewart, who backed out and was like, oh, I'll be there next time and never came back. <laughs> their comics and artists, like their comics... Um, guest list is pretty solid too this year is there anybody i don't know these names off the these top. are all art these are all authors like actual books oh i gotcha okay i've read that wrong then comics and artists here we go so like adam kubert's a good one um alan davis isn't a terrible yeah shatner is always on the circuit but the thing with phoenix con joe is like we have this kind of the tendency to book these really solid guests and they all just back out at the last minute babs tar is good one Brian polito is here all the time he lives in phoenix he's here like every phoenix convention al davis is great yes uh dan didio the disgraced fired old ceo of dc is gonna be there so that's cool i guess jim lee is coming for one day David Finch, Babs Tar is a big grab. Yep. Um, oh, this person wrote for Turok. Yeah, in the comic. Yeah. Yeah, there's Jim Lee. Yeah, Jim Lee's only going to be there one day, though. It's like he's got a layover. So he's like, oh, I'll just come for one day. So I'll be a layover there. <laughs> Kevin Nolan. Keep going. Mark Wade. Mike DeBelfo. There's some solid names here, but not like Jim Lee is like the real like far. Oh, yeah, good above. luck being able to see him if he's only going to be there one day. Yeah, right. Todd Nook we've seen cool. him Tom before. King is a big one too. Tom King. He's done a lot of good shit recently. But Todd has uh, been here before. Jim Lee's been here before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, I'm surprised is I don't see McFarland or uh Snyder no. on here. Don't they live no. here? They yeah, no, Snyder doesn't. Uh Capullo does. Oh, that's that's right. But if McFarland came, it would be a one-day, hundred people only event. Yeah, I've missed him every time he's come because we either have a panel at the same time or something's going on. I've I missed him every single time. Um. All right. So what was you I doing? get him to sign one of the toys that you didn't know he created? I don't have any McFarland toys. No. Mm-mm. Oh, I do have one. I have Batman who laughs. I forgot I had that one. That's a good one to have. Yeah, I got that at Goodwill, bro. Nice. Like complete in the box and everything. Have I not shown nice. you this? We can start start introducing Mando and I'll show you this thing real quick. I can't move. Oh. So we saw our final. With these, we're going to give 15 minutes each time with our reviews. Um, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. You got it at Goodwill, bro. 
I don't know if that is that a McFarland. Yeah, it's McFarland. Nice, nice. I think I took um, the price tag off. I think I paid six bucks for it. <laughs> yeah, but go ahead. Sorry, Joe's doing says save that story for if you ever meet Todd Lance. That it was at Goodwill. <laughs> That you didn't know that he made those toys. <laughs> I didn't know it was the same McFarlane. That's a popular name. I had no idea. <laughs> Good for him, though. Diversifying his portfolio. <laughs> so the final episode of Mando for this season, we saw Moff Gideon and his troops laying siege to Mandalore. Um, and we saw that Grogu, in fact, was as people speculated that, oh, Boba Fett's going to come to save Man- Din Djarin. Um, no, it was in fact Grogu who saved Din Djarin from the clutches of um, the evil Sith Lord Moth Gideon. Because Boba um, Fett was too busy or some bullshit. Yeah. Fucking Boba Fett. They've ruined that character. Um, I actually really enjoyed that episode, the, the final episode of the season. Uh, I would say the last two were better than most of the season. Yeah. I'm trying to like recall what happened since it happened a week ago. Um, I know he adopts Grogu. Yes. So you find out that Din is like his real, his real first name is, is Jaren and Din is like a, a title or a surname. So like Grogu becomes Din Grogu. Um, you see the, the dark saber destroyed. You see that Bo-Katan is in charge again. And, um, Kind of to, I feel like as a course correction for this show, you see that Din goes back to the New Republic and makes an offer to be a bounty hunter for them and work for them and to train Grogu because Grogu is now taken on as his son, his adopted son, and is knighted as uh, a foundling and is going to take the oath. And uh, now they're going to start going on and doing bounties and adventures for the New Republic. So you kind of get that the this season ends. You kind of get that Thanos after Infinity War feel where uh they go back to whatever fucking planet in town Carl Weathers is running and he gets his little parcel of land with his house and he kind of wa- sits down on the porch as the sun goes down as he watches Grogu torture a frog. Yeah. <laughs> It honestly, the the way it ended, I was like, "Oh, this could have been a series finale." I, that's how I feel too. Is it could like, very well be this the end of the Dinjar the Dinjarin story? And I wouldn't be mad at that. Like I, and I, and I've been pretty expressed. I've expressed many times that this season was a letdown compared to the past two seasons. I've I've said that many times on this show. Um, the last two episodes were better, but still not the best of the series. Um, it feels like it could end. Now, if they want to revisit the character of Grogu at a later timeline, when he's not so, you know, Goo Goo Gaga, baby Grogu, you know what I mean? Baby Yoda. I'd be okay with that. Like, after he's done all his training with Din Djarin, and maybe he starts to actually like use the force more and become like, he's the first Mandalorian Jedi or something like that. Well, I think that now just 
me personally. I'm not, like I said, I only know enough Star Wars to be dangerous in conversation. <laughs> but I get the very, I get the feeling that when we see him again in Ahsoka, there's going to be a time, or not the Ahsoka, but the um, movie that they're going to do that crosses Ahsoka to Mando to Boba Fett that Dave Filoni is going to do. I kind of think that the next time you see them, you're going to get a substantial time jump and you're going to see a little bit older Grogu in full Mandalorian armor. Um, and it's being trained like a nightmare of him in Mando armor. Yeah. Him being trained. And you, that's kind of where you're next going to meet their, these characters. I don't, I don't know if you're going to get a season four, cause this definitely felt very much like a series finale. Like this is the end of, the mando story the way we know it the way we know it and then it's going to roll into ahsoka and the next time we see mando won't be until that dave filoni movie well and it kind of felt like too the way they were setting it up that if they did proceed it would be like an adventure of the week type show like he's going to go on they're going to go on these bounty hunting adventures so that he can train grogu to be a mandalorian so you lost the Every season has kind of set up this uh, this problem that they've had that they, that's going to take ten episodes to solve. But this next, like if they do another season, like they could do quick hits, you know, ten episodes, ten different adventures. You know, it doesn't need to be this over. They got rid of Moff Gideon at the end of this episode, like so that's not a threat anymore. Um. I don't know, but after the third episode of this of this season, I was like, I'm kind of done with this show. I need a break from it. I've, I almost kind of questioned too if like what we saw at the the way they shot this finale and the way they shot that final scene is maybe it's more so like the end, not the end of the Mandalorian, but it's more so the end of Din Djarin's story, and now it's going to be more so Grogu. Din Grogu is taking the the forefront of the the episode where in fact they're keeping mandalorian but they are switching the the tutorial the tutorial character of who's going to be the main mandalorian moving forward so now it's not going to focus less on din Djarin and more so on grogu yeah because the mandalorian's not singular right right it's i mean there's tons of mandalorians um he's already 50 yeah but they could show him when he's like 150 you yeah. know, the, the next time after Din, Din Djarin's gone, after Ahsoka's gone, after all these people are gone, and it's it's Grogu kind of navigating his life after all these people in his life are gone, because eventually that's going to happen. And that, to me, is way more interesting than watching them go on a different bounty of the week. You know? It does it, it does work best as Lone Wolf and Cub, Joe, I agree, but, like, that what's left to tell in that story? Now it's going to be just going to, like, your training montage, I think now moving forward, it'd be more interesting for them to shift focus from Din as being the main character to Gro- Din Grogu being the main character. And that, no, you know, Jaren just takes the back seat and is more of the mentor role. Yeah. Like you're going to see like, oh, well, we got this mission for, you know, the New Republic. So we got to go do this. And you more see Grogu doing that mission and then coming back to Jin later on or, you know, you're going to get more focus on, on Grogu's adventures than you necessarily are Din Djarin's. What's the name of the actor that plays Mandalorian? I forget his name. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, thank you. Um, I read something that there was some issue 
with Pedro Pascal and the writers of this show. That's old news. That was like season two, I want to say, where he had issues with the writers and had issues where he wanted to show his face more and they didn't want him to. And so it was that they were going to do a body double in the suit and he was just going to voice them. And Those are old. Yeah, but I was just wondering if maybe they, if this is kind of their opportunity to kind of move on for Pedro Pascal. You know, that was only one season ago. Yeah, I don't think shout so. the story and because Pedro Pascal's not even the draw to the show; it's Grogu. It, yeah. not, for for like normal, you know, casual viewers, Grogu yeah. was selling stuffed animals off of, you know, he's flying off the shelves. It's not Mandalorian. That's like, yeah, of course, you and I like Pedro Pascal, but for, I mean, my kids know who fucking Grogu is. Yeah, you know. But I don't know. I, I'm kind of done. I'd be okay if I didn't see this again for a while. Why? Why does it have to? Why do they have to continue it? Let's go into Ahsoka. Let's go into Andor. Let's do that stuff. Well, they are. We don't know when we're going to get the next season of Mando. If we are, yeah, it could be like you said. With the next time we see Mandalorian, could be in that in that crossover movie. Well, it most likely will be. Honestly, yeah. But who knows? I just. I know all I know is like I got that like the same vibes you did that it was very much felt like an end like a, a series finale. And I got definite like Thanos taking off his armor and sitting on this porch and watching the sunset at the end yeah. of and at the end of Infinity War vibes from it. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But all in all, it wasn't a great season. The writing was kind of sparse in a lot of episodes. Some episodes completely did not even focus on Mando for the majority of the episode, but I still liked the last two episodes. And I thought the last episode was really good. Yeah, I I agree. I This is my least favorite season of this entire show. And, the, and least favorite just a little over Boba Fett. Yeah. You know, the Mandalorian episodes in Boba Fett where like, it was kind of like the intro to season three of Mandalorian. You know, which one, what, what was it? The last two episodes of Boba Fett last three episodes of Boba Fett. Yeah. Or those three episodes were better than most of what I got this season from Mandalorian. Yeah. So I just feel like the character they they they've they've bled the the well dry. Does that make sense? I don't feel like there's a lot that I need to see anymore. I mean, I still think there's stuff that they could do with him, but I I don't know. Like I said, I think it felt very much like a definitive end, and it almost feels like maybe they wrote it that way because they don't know where they're going to go next with this character, so they just took him off the board for the time being. I don't even really feel like they know they knew what they were gonna do with season three it kind of felt like let's throw some shit on the wall chose doing says the book of boba fett <laughs> rivaled the star wars holiday special in terms of pure crap oh completely agree completely agree and that that bums me out too because i love um uh she plays agent may she's in boba fett 
You know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Milan. Uh-uh. She voiced Milan in the movie. I don't know the actress. The, her right, her right hand. Oh, but you know who I'm talking. I know about. who I'm talking. You're talking about. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I really like her, and the fact that you know Agents of Shield got canceled and she kind of was brought back in the Disney fold. I had a lot of high hopes that Boba Fett was going to be pretty good because I like her so much. Ming Na Wen. Uh, yes, yes, I like her a lot, and uh, and it just felt like. Felt like a show that nobody needed nor asked for. But whatever. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> one no, of what? the like Fennec, one of the fucking uh, biker girls from like one of the cyborg biker girls from Book of Boba Fett is actually uh, one of the characters from uh, Yellow Jackets. It's a chick who plays um, uh, she plays the young Natalie in Yellow Jackets. Which one's Natalie? The blonde-haired, like, goth chick. Oh, yeah, she's hot. I didn't realize that she was in that. Yeah, Sophie Thatcher. Drash. I like her. Not Does not look like Juliette Lewis, though. <laughs> no. Anna gets mad at me because she likes that show a lot more than I do. In fact, we haven't watched the last three episodes because I haven't been that interested in it. And uh, she gets mad at me because I'm like, okay, which one of the adults is this one? Because I always forget <laughs> which one is supposed to be the younger version of the. Well, like the only I ones think... I can remember is like the main girl from Two and a Half Men, like because she's in so much of the the one that gets pregnant has the best yeah, friend. So Shauna, young and old Shauna look a lot alike. Like that's per- really good casting. Young and old Misty Christina Ricci look really good. Um, that's good casting. Um, even the chick who plays uh, the um, the one that like sleepwalks. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a really good casting too. Yeah, but there's a lot of other ones. I'm like, oh, which one's this one? And which one's this one? Like, I didn't think uh, the one that has like Ty. Visions. Thank you, honey. Yes, Ty. I I the. Josie said, I'm really enjoying the Richie Wood interplay. Yeah, it was good. I haven't watched the new episode, but I fell asleep watching the last one. Last couple episodes, I fell asleep watching them. I'm three behind. And I woke up and my wife was like, oh, you slept through it. And I was like, yeah, I'm just kind of like lost interest in the show. Yeah, me too. Uh, the last episode I saw, I'm trying to remember what happened. Oh, you see um, the girl the redhead girl as an adult like yeah she's working at like a bookstore the end of the episode it's a movie store it's like a oh um, is it like a blockbuster like a 90s movie store that she owns yeah that's the last episode i saw so what i think i'm like three behind yeah she plays vanessa but um no i think you're only one or two behind maybe one. am i yeah i know we're not we're caught up to the new episode that came out today but like I've had to go back and rewatch them just because I'm like, at this point, I only give a shit. Like, tell me how many of them survived and how they got out of the woods. Well, and it hasn't even touched on the fact the first episode you see there's a girl running through the woods and falls into a pit. You don't even know who the fuck that is. Right. They haven't explained. And, like, they're not even getting into the cannibal stuff, which is what the reason I turned on the show. Well, they do. The, you see. and one, Well, they like, eat the dead girl. Yeah. 
but that's not the girl that falls into a pit. Like they obviously no. were like killing each other, eating each other. Well, but that like, girl just died. The funny part is like in season two. So when season two kicks off, there's like girls we've never even seen before. And Aaron and I both were like, who the fuck is this? Where has she been this whole time? <laughs> like, how did they get here? Like it just random people show up here and you're like, Oh, we're trapped here too. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, where did you come from? It doesn't make any sense. And once it started going on like full on Blair Witch type shit, I'm just like, all right, I'm out. I, yeah. I just want to see him eat people and see how how many of them actually survive. Well, because like when the we first were... season, you think that only three of them are alive. Yeah, and then you find yeah. out that there's more of them alive. <laughs> it's well, like, and the redheaded right. girl was supposed to have died like three different times. Yeah, she got her fucking face eaten by a wolf. And which, by the way, miraculous job sewing that chick's face back together after it was ripped apart <laughs> with, by a wolf with no like, medical experience whatsoever. Yeah, zero <laughs> medical experience and like no skin graphing. Like that's a perfect fucking stitch for a chick who had skin ripped off her fucking face. Or the like, fact to, that like, one dude gets his leg back. chopped off with an axe and doesn't die. Well, that's uh, that's believable because if you cauterize the wound, but how'd that girl good, know to but... do that? I don't know. She's a freak. Can we at least say this? Christina Ricci is an underrated actress. She is very much so. Like that girl, like, I don't know if you've seen like Black Snake Moan and like some of the stuff she's done as an adult. She's a yeah. really good actress and doesn't get a lot of opportunity. And there's parts of the show that make me uncomfortable. And, and the fact of like, like they're supposed to be teenage girls and there's like 16, 7 year old girls and they're all like fucking each other butt naked and shit. And you're seeing their yeah, tits. How, like, how, are you, like, how does that make you feel when yeah, you're watching like, and you're like, I'm attracted to this, but this girl's supposed to be 15. Right. And it's like, God damn, like you're sitting here showing me these chicks fucking tits and she's only supposed to be 16 years old. Like what is going on here? It's just weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, we didn't have a slide for Yellow Jackets, but we, we no, got I into it. No, I just go on a little Yellow Jackets tangent. No big deal. I mean, we still had time left over from Mando, so. Well, let's talk about. Yeah, seniors. So here. they're still like 17, 18 years old. Like, I guess 18 is fine, but some of them are only like 16, 17 years old. It's just so weird. Yeah, it's it's really weird. I agree with you. I actually told my wife that I said, uh, this, like, I'm attracted to this, but they're telling me that this girl is like prepubescent. <laughs> but i don't know all right let's talk about the reason that we that we've all come here today to watch about to talk Lance about is finally coming show, out to talk about the greatest show in the history of television ted lasso i don't Ooh, know if it's like I'm, I'm being i'm being facetious but i don't know if it's the greatest show i think it is it's it fucking is. good it's definitely up there this last episode was awesome dude it was fucking awesome. So if you guys, if you guys are keeping up with the show, if you haven't watched this one, essentially, well, I wanna, before we watch this, talk about this this episode this week, I want to go back to last week's where we got Ted's version of the beard episode. And did you like that episode more than the beard episode, or did you feel like it was on par with the beard episode? I thought it was better. Yes. The beard episode comes out and left feel. I hate the beard episode. It's the worst episode of this entire show. It is. It it really is. And but like the weird thing about it is when he shows up at the end of that episode and he's dressed up, as, I'm like as uh what is it, David Bowie? Yeah, as like Ziggy Stardust. I'm like, that's the, the fucking beard adventure I wanted to see. I didn't want to <laughs> see him running around and getting clothes for some woman and almost getting beat up and 
going to this dance club and shit. That's I want to see like the beard, the beard character is so mysterious and crazy. Like you expect something weird to happen to him, and you just want to see that. And then they give it to you at the end of the Ted episode, and it's like, fuck, man, where was that? I want to, I want to see that. I want to see what happened to him there. Yeah, you know, especially but, when he thinks he's on shrooms and finds out that he's not. Yeah, that, that was means he went and had that invention on his out. own free will. You know, and then and then you're like, you're like, holy shit, he's starting to understand soccer. And then he sits in the bus. And he's like, hey, this is what I drew up. And he's like, oh, they did this in the 1940s. <laughs> yeah, the 70s. Yeah, it was invented right here called Total Football. But dude, a segment is. I don't know if I've laughed harder watching a segment than I did when they tied all their dicks to get together. Oh yeah. Just the fucking pure joy that Roy got out of it and laughing. And then Jamie thinking that, Oh shit. Like Jamie's going to be out of the next game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I thought that was going to be like, Oh, they're going to win a game and Jamie's going to be sitting on the bleachers. Cause he tore his dick off. Yeah. <laughs> and then Roy's like, well, next time we're going to try and tie multiple part people's dicks to just one dick and he's like that was a one-time thing dude we're not doing that again <laughs> it's just a good show man hey but let me ask you do you feel yourself starting to root for nate a little bit more yes especially in this episode yeah and i and i'm a little pissed about that because i don't want to root for nate but now they're making me feel sorry for nate <laughs> and i'm like you don't play with my fucking emotions but he's getting the girl of his dreams, I guess, the waitress or the hostess from the restaurant. From the Taste of Athens. But uh, the part I really liked is, you re- is you're really starting to sense that this team, specifically Jamie and the, and the rest of them, are starting to build like this family dynamic. Uh, Sam's restaurant gets vandalized because he starts, you know, a voicing Twitter out beef. some politics. Yeah, with a politician. Um. And his store gets his restaurant gets vandalized, and the last scene of the show, you see the team when Sam's not there. They all go in and they start repairing his restaurant, and uh, the last thing you see is they're all eating dinner together and stuff like that. But you start to see that they're starting to really care about each other. You've yeah. always gotten that from a sense, like especially with Danny and Sam and Rebecca and Ted, you, you like, you know, and Beard, you know, all these people care about each other. But now you're seeing as like everybody on the show that's that plays for for Richmond. They're all becoming a family, even Roy and Jamie, like they're all. They're all this tight family unit. Which is going to make the return of nate at the end of the show that much more satisfying because it right now it kind of feels like he's the black sheep that's kind of gone away from his family a little bit yeah yeah even like how trent crim went from this you know hard-ass reporter in the first season that was trying to that was hired to destroy uh ted and make people dislike him and he kind of won him over and even he's kind of like part of this tight-knit group at at richmond now oh yeah and they even say in it um he's like oh man that guy's a dork and he goes yeah but he's our dork like they've accepted him into their family essentially and the fact that 
you see that Trent Krim is getting so excited because the possibility of this total football thing might actually work. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think it's going to come down to like, they're going to beat West Ham. And Ted is going to finally be considered a good coach. And he's going to say he's going to hang it up. The, I, what I really like too is the evolution of Jamie Tart's arc and character through this these three seasons. It's like you get you see how where he's starting to care more about everyone around him and not just himself. And even like when he he knows like they're doing total football wrong, and he doesn't want to say anything because he doesn't want to piss everybody off. And then when they all flip him off, and he's like, you know, quit going to me and go through me. Like I understand I'm the best player on the on the field, but I need to be elevate everyone else. Like I need to be like the Jordan or the Pippin and elevate everybody else to be good and not just be the star. And I really like that that character development for him. To oh go yeah, from the, the, cocky, the cocky. It's all about me to more of the the team guy. Jamie's becoming one of my favorite characters. Because and I like the the uh, as a person, yeah, the effect that Ted's starting to have on Roy, <laughs> where Roy's even starting to get his like, it's like, oh, oh fuck me, yeah, he's like, <laughs> please I hate God, make it stop. <laughs> what like does he say? That's joke. what I wanted to name the show. Yeah, yeah, the Absolute Ass-watch. Geek Podcast, also known as Asquatch. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, make it stop, but. I yeah, I started feeling for Nate and I'm uh, rooting for Nate a little bit more to because you see the softer side of him. Like you you don't see Nate the football coach in this episode. You see Nate the the uncle, Nate the brother, Nate the son, and how he struggles with his own you, you know um need to get that that um satisfaction or um uh gratification from his his dad. And his father figure, and that's the same thing he sought out from Ted. And when Ted turned his focus to Roy, and it wasn't all on Nate, and Nate got butt hurt and left. So he's always in that that searching for that instant gratification, and he gets it a little bit from Rupert. But yeah, you're kind of starting to see Nate figure out who he is and figure out his lost ways a little bit. And I think that this girl that he's dating is going to help him realize that he shouldn't have left Ted the way he did. And he, he already even kind of, kind of feels that way. Well, but yeah, I still kind of feel like something three episodes ago, he was wanting to apologize to Ted and kind of miss his opportunity. So you started to see the, the wall kind of crumbling down a little bit. Yeah. And I still kind of feel like you're going to see that. I still kind of feel like Rupert is going to do something to him where he's going to get kicked out of West Ham and he's going to want revenge. And he's going to go back to Richmond and help them beat West Ham in the end. Like I, I still kind of feel like that's how that's going to end this series. Because I think the next episode, when you watch the preview, there's a pivotal episode where Henry is there with Ted and they're watching a West Ham game in the, in the stands and Nate sees him. Like there's going to be some kind of coming of, of understanding between these two that brings Nate back into the family. It, well, I think what's going to happen much... is Nate's going to lose a lose a game. Rupert's going to come down on him for losing a game, and Nate's going to finally because you see him starting to get develop a little bit of a backbone. Yeah, 
and he's going to say, you know what, Rupert, fuck you, and quit. And then he's going to help Richmond win the fucking whole thing. Yeah. Because I don't think Ted can be... a Like, I think Ted needs Nate to be super effective. And I wouldn't be surprised... <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't win at all and, like you said, then retire and hand the team over to to Nate and Nate becomes the coach of, of West Ham. Or not West Ham, uh, Richmond. Richmond. That, but I still like think a good, that, good. I still think that Ted and Rebecca are going to end up together. I like the little like fucking misdirect they put in the last episode, the Ted episode, where she meets that dude who she doesn't get his name or anything like that in um, Amsterdam. She doesn't get his name, but she spends the day with him. I think that's going to kind of open up her to show that she wants to be a mom and to show that. And I think that that's going to be her and Ted and she's going to be a mom to Henry. I'm yeah, all about in order Ted to Becca. Be a mom to Henry. They got to go back to America or Henry comes. Something's going to happen with her dating her, their marriage counselor. Like that's, that's unethical and that's not going to play. So something's going to happen with that. How many episodes are left? Three. I think there's only 13. I want to say there's 13. And this was episode. Oh, I don't know if I changed that number. I don't think that's correct. Episode seven. Uh, it might be correct. Is it? I don't know. I just love this show. There's there's not many shows that I get excited. Like, I watch. Like, this show comes out, like, late Tuesday night, and I find myself watching it. At, like, 6 o'clock our time. Yeah. So, like, Mandalorian, I used to, like, I'd watch it because I know we had the show on Friday. Oh, there's so only 12 like episodes. A couple days later. So, we got five episodes left. A lot can happen in five episodes. But uh, this show, Barry and Dave are the only ones that are like must-see television for me right now. Dude, Dave is so funny. Aaron Dude, I can't. Dave, but I love Dave. Oh, my wife hates it too. Like when he was wearing the condom underwear. Dude, my wife yes. walks in. My wife walks <laughs> in and goes, the fuck are you watching? <laughs> it's so good. I love it, Dave. It betters your chances of not getting STD because it prevents skin-to-skin contact. <laughs> I love, love Dave. Jeez, Memphis is getting their teeth kicked in right now. But Ted Lasso is so good. Like, I could sit here and dissect this show over and over again. Like, here's the thing about Ted Lasso is it shouldn't be this good. The premise of it shouldn't allow a show like this to be that good because the premise is absolutely stupid. And the fact that it started out as a commercial for the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. No, for the, for the World Cup. Or, yeah, NBC was having got the contract for like MLS or the World Cup or something like that, and it's still hired like Jason Sudeikis to create a character to to make soccer American more appealing coach. to America. Yeah, more appealing to Americans. Coaching a, a you know a, a soccer team is like just crazy. Which speaking of that, like, how about Wrexham getting promoted? Huh? Hell yeah, dude! That was awesome. <laughs> And so, did you hear Ryan Reynolds might be uh, buying the Ottawa Senators too? 
No, I didn't hear that. A hockey team. And the NHL uh, said that whoever um, wins the bid for the Ottawa Senators has to have Ryan Reynolds included in that bid. <laughs> so no matter what, because the NHL smart, Ryan Reynolds is a master marketer. I mean, look what yeah. he did with Mint Mobile. He sold that for billions. Right. Like the dudes, the dude's really good. So they're like, whoever's buying this team, Ryan Reynolds needs Ryan Reynolds needs to be in your major in your uh, your ownership stake because the dude's yeah. gonna make hockey more appealing to regular people. Well, and he's from Canada, so and he's from Canada, so it only makes sense. But but yeah, the NHL sees it as a slam dunk. Yeah, I don't know, man, but it's just crazy that two seasons they took they got Rexham promoted. Well, they spent money spent money that they haven't had i mean that that team was not i mean they got mullen now we'll have to see if they can ever make it to the premier league and doesn't it feel like i always can i tell people all the time like hey you should watch welcome to rexman it's kind of like the real life version of ted lasso a little bit more rather than the coaches it's the owners but a little bit yeah but it feels it feels very much in the same vein as Ted Lasso. And it's yeah. funny too because it's Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm I'm excited. This show gets me excited every week. Me hey, good good call on the timer, dude. I like that. Yeah. I, I feel like we stuck to it pretty good, don't, don't you think? Yeah, we've never went over time. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, now I see it. I'm like, oh, we got a minute left. I got to get everything out that I want to say. And then we, (laughs) you know, so I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you. That's it. That's our show this week. Holy shit, dude. Under two hours. We should hang on just for another two (laughs) minutes and 15 seconds. Just so we hit that two hour mark. Uh, No, but uh, so next week um, I won't be here. But hopefully you and JP may have a show. I don't know. We haven't decided we'll yet. We'll see. I'm going camping. Ugh. Enjoy that. I had to buy a new tent because my, my tent was busted last time I used it. 300 bucks for a fucking camping tent. In Arizona. We're going up to Heber, though. So it'll be way oh. cooler. It's, uh, it's like two hours from here. It'll Still. be way out in the woods and stuff. That'll be nice sweating your balls off in a tent. <laughs> That'll be nice being up there. I'm trying to convince my wife it's two hours. If we just drive another hour, we can go to my parents' cabin. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but but uh, no, it's dude, it sucks, man. Like my wife working this job, like we don't get to it's so easy for me to take time off work and not easy for her. And we just haven't been able to do anything in a while. Yeah. But good luck with that. But all right. I want to thank everyone for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, It was a good show. I hope you guys had a good time. Um, Make sure to check us out next week and make sure to check us out tomorrow night over on uh, Saturday night special. We got a good show set up for you there as always. So be a good time and make sure to watch the newest episode of absolute gingham nerds with jp and rowan um on and rohan on 
Monday and find out if JP got his account unhacked from the Russian shitbots. But until next time. All you freaks and geeks. Come all you freaks and geeks. Let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheeks. And drink some Cosby wine. (laughs) We'll drink some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. (laughs) See you next time.